Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. This is our sixth episode. This is really exciting. Today, we have one, two, three, four, five guests today. What do you think? I think it's great that we have a lot of guests today. And we'd like to introduce everyone. So, first, we have Isaiah. Isaiah, what grade are you? Oh, I'm a junior high school. I'm a 11th grade. Hi, my name's Amanda. I'm in 11th grade. I'm a junior. Hi, my name is Tanisha. I'm also in 11th grade. And a returning guest. Hi, it's Leslie. I'm a junior, as you all know. Hi, my name is Bree. I'm a freshman in high school, and I'm, this is my first time here. Awesome. So we got a lot of cool guests. Um. So I want to apologize first to our listeners. You guys are going to hear the mic pushed around a lot um, because, one, we only have two mics. And um, so just forgive us um, during this process. We're still kind of learning how to do this. Um, So we're going to kind of do a quick check-in, see how everybody's doing. Carissa, how are you doing uh, on the other end of the computer? I'm, like pretty busy at this point, but I'm getting used to the college environment, and so that's really good at this point. Um, I'm doing good today. The only problems and issues that I have about school is that they're always doing late notices and giving us things late, so I wish they, like, at least give us stuff on time so we can know what we have to do so that we can, like, adjust to that, but other than that, virtual learning has been okay. I'm not struggling as much as I used to and everything. Um, I kind of feel it's like harder. Yeah. For me to learn like virtually, like instead of like going in person like in school, like most other people. Um, that is my opinion. Yeah. I do not like virtual learning. I feel like they try to cut through our privacy a lot by forcing us to turn on the cameras and making us record forcefully and doing stuff that we're not comfortable. Before we go to the next person, so I think that's really interesting. I'm sorry if I'm like, uh, so you said the word privacy, because this is the first time I've heard someone hit that topic. Can I just kind of like pry there for a second? Uh, what do you mean by privacy? When I talk about privacy, I mean that they force you to turn your camera on and they record the mm-hmm. classrooms and we didn't sign any papers, we didn't sign nothing approving of that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, it's gotta be uncomfortable for you guys. And these grades as much as they force me to turn my camera on. Shut the front door. It was like you didn't give it an F as a test grade in a quiz grade, not as like a participation grade. F F. They would give you an F as a test grade just because of like the microphone. Yeah, and also teachers are like, oh, we're supposed to have our cameras on, and we. Read the thing for the superintendent things. It says highly recommended. It doesn't say that we have to. It said it's recommended. Not and mandatory. Yeah, it's not mandatory. So. What? Which is and like, uh, I'll piggyback off of what you said about the privacy. They say, so I'm going to piggyback off of what Amanda said about the privacy. So we would be um, in class and they would force us to um, put our cameras on. And when we do put our cameras on, you know, some females, they sleep with bonnets or head wraps. Right. And some of the teachers would be like, uh, so you got a whole bonnet on. Oh, or, um, what is under your bonnet? No. um, Make comments like that, thinking that, you know, they're cool, like, you know, they're trying to be a cool teacher. But really, it's none of your business, you know? That's so uncomfortable. Some of them say that you can't have your bonnet on during class, but none of that, like, you have to take it off. And in my mind, I'm like, so does my background look like your classroom? So, yeah. And my friend, who I've known for a long time, she's still in middle school. And she said that her teacher almost gave her detention because she wasn't allowed to eat snacks during her people class meet. But her teacher was allowed to eat Cheetos and other berry snacks, but she wasn't allowed to eat them. Oh, heck no. How do you get detention virtual? You sit in a corner. Face the screen. What? <laughs> That's the thing. Why? To the corner, and then we face the camera to the corner, which we're sitting in. I can't talk to you. 
I don't know if she was joking or not, but... No! Not- How do you do something? So, wait. So, has anybody pointed out that, like, the superintendent says it's highly recommended? Yeah, yeah and then was just, I remember when we were talking sent an email out and was like make sure that all your students have their cameras on and I want a list of students whose cameras are not on and if you don't give it to me in the next 30 minutes there will be dire consequences but mind you the teachers are teaching their class how are they going to be doing that at the same time my mind is like <sighs> and they also need to learn that not a lot of people live in perfect houses right. where they have space to themselves we have family members and a lot of Muslim families yeah. Well, I mean, they don't walk around with a dog on inside their house. So if her kid has a camera on and her mom walks past on her job, that's basically her, you know, That's, yeah, so it's like that cultural, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, yeah, that's insane. Should I add something? I know, he's just okay, like been sitting so, here like, let me talk, everyone. No, okay, so I hate how they always, well, what Marcus said earlier, they update us at the last minute. Like today, Wednesday, we don't have classes on Wednesday. So out of nowhere, the superintendent said that, oh, today we have classes. See, not every teacher knew that, and I guess they just updated this morning or something like that. No, it's, it's not, um, because Wednesdays is have like meetings uh-huh. and since it was virtual they're now doing four groups and one group was supposed to go to the school so the group that was at the school they didn't have classes the groups that are at home they have to do their classes the thing is how are you going to tell them the day of exactly they found out the day of yeah they didn't schedule it no yeah. you know that. like the teacher was like oh just a heads up i don't know if we're going to be doing this or doing that and then i'm like okay. most of the teachers didn't even have anything to teach us Exactly. What? On Wednesday, most kids, you know, you just get work assignments and catch up on our work. I was about to go back to sleep, and then my first period class, it was like, oh, you have a um, virtual class now. Tell us in advance, um, um, when are we going to have class? Because, yeah, I was told every Wednesday we don't have class. All we have to do is log into home, get your attendance for the day, yeah. and then just complete the assignments that you need to complete for every class. So, and today, they, they emailed us right literally like 10 minutes before class like literally seconds before class it was like um yeah you have class today how was that oh, yeah so half of literally half of earth's not or our school uh was absent today yeah because we didn't know exactly and that still would be counted up against us because there's cases that you should have Check your email. Oh my. Oh, I love that everybody just said it at the same time. Like, it's not even, oh, let's send it the day before. Or, no, we're going to send it the day of while kids are expect while we expect that, oh, we have time to catch up on our work. No, you have classes. Wow. They expect us to check our emails, but we have every second emails. of every day. Exactly. We, get no, we get Gmail notifications every, every single week. Like, if you like, would go through all of our emails, it would be flooded with stuff we do faster. That's why you guys miss my emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah, just stitch them up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I send you guys emails, I'm gonna say urgent. Yeah. Yeah, please do. So, like, also, the only thing, like, I hate about, like, the school also is, like, even, like, when we were absent and stuff like that, they call your parents, like, which causes a bigger fuss when you're the one that gives us the late notice and everything and all the stuff like that. Also, um, Carissa, you're in college and everything. Do you have to like deal with like teachers sending you things late notice or anything? Yeah. So fortunately, I'm in college, so I may not be experiencing the same thing. Um, but I do share your um issues with being virtual and having to have your cameras on. There are some teachers that have they expect you to have your cameras on because that counts as you participating or as a grade, but I would say that's only one or two teachers that I have. The rest of my classes, I don't have to have my cameras on, but it is recommended because one thing I find is that when I have my camera on, I tend to be more engaged. Like I'll get up early and get dressed for class like I'm physically there. So it helps me to be more engaged in the class and not like uninterested in things, if you get what I mean. But yeah, um, they're also... 
there's sometimes where I'll get uh, an email late and I'll have to adjust my schedule based on that. But it's something that I can work around. So, but with what you guys just said about classes being, you being told about the classes the day of, that's like totally unacceptable. So I feel for you guys right now. Yeah, that's really honestly, that's like insane to me. Um, I mean, we can go on a whole like episode just talking about all this because I'm like, my mind is going, it's trying to catch up and I can't because. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. We can literally go for a whole hour about the miscommunication between um, not, yep, mm -hmm, nope, not going to go there. Anyway, so um, let's talk about what today's episode's about. It's about, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter um, and the movement of Black Lives Matter because I don't think people understand it. And it's actually, this is going to be a two-part episode for our listeners that don't know. Uh, and um, so I thought, and, you know, my host and I talked about it, that we should talk about the origins of Black Lives Matter. Because people, uh, Amanda's, like, really excited about this. She's, I think she's going to fly off her chair. Um, I think a lot of people don't know is, like, how it started, why did it start, and, um, yeah. And, but before we start, uh, people that don't know about the website, there's an area that like sub do submissions about some topics, things that they want to like, and they feel about. And I picked one out that uh, somebody submitted, and I thought it was kind of appropriate for what we're talking about because last week's episode we talked about volunteering and why volunteering is important. But I think it also pertains to this episode. So this uh, person, she's 15, and I'm just going to read a little bit about volunteering. She said, I feel that volunteering during these tough times are as significant, I can read, I promise, significant as ever, bearing in mind people aren't animals or losing so many things, case in point, homes, habitats, food, family members, etc. It will also reassure people that everything's okay. It was Aristotle who once said, it's during our dark moments, that we must focus to see the light. And I think given our topic today, I think that, you know, we're going through some dark times and it's really important to focus on how we're gonna get through these dark times. So I just thought I'd share that. So Amanda, what do you, well, who here knows about how the Black Lives Matter started? Well, the most, I'm, I mostly study about Against us. 
Some people use because there's like both of the cases for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and various yes. other people. But some people put fake accounts misleading other people for their own money. And sometimes people will sell like merch that says George Floyd, we can't breathe. Not because they want to express to the world our pain, but they just want the money. So they, yeah, they just want to make a profit off of it. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback on what um, Amanda said. Um, how she said it was it, sometimes it be our own people. Um, what she mean by that is, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, like you know, police brutality, yeah, and stuff like that, and you know, cops killing, you know, um, colored people, colored people or black people. Um, uh, I feel as though us black people or colored people, we always say, um, you know, black lives matter to, um, um, white people, right? Yeah. But, um, I feel as though it shouldn't just be two white people. Yes, there's been, you know, racism is, you know, is here. I feel like it will never go away. It's always been here. But I feel as though, um, um, black people, like, we die, um, more from our, our own people. Like, we, like we, you see people killing each other, and it be our our people. Like we kill each other, we kill ourselves, basically. So it's be like you know whether it's gang affiliated, whether it's just nonsense, you know. It, it don't matter. We always kill each other. That's what and we do. the reason behind that is that somewhere back in the day, when segregation was going on, the thing that white people try to do to pin us against each other, because they knew if we were all getting together strong, then we would be unstoppable, so they had to break us in the middle. Gangs weren't, you know, just shooting and messing with people. Gangs were meant to protect the neighborhood, but they switched that around, wow. like around, I think, like the 90s or something, when they started misinterpreting the word gangs, and they gave that to their sons and their other children. Also, other things is that the reason why you go to jail for so long for carrying drugs or selling drugs it's because they want black men to stay in jail so their children want to have a father. And when you get out of jail, you can't get a job. So you're stuck in that place where it's either I go homeless, and I can't go back. my family, or I go, I go back. Right. And they try to push you in that unbreakable cycle. And when you're in that unbreakable cycle, you just feel so close-minded. So the only thing you're focusing on is trying to survive. You're not focusing on the racism, the hate and everything because you just don't have the ability to focus on that. Right. Because that's what they want us to do. They want all colored people, Hispanics, blacks, yeah. everybody. So what I believe is like wrong with like Black Lives Matter and everything is that like how like a majority of like black people represent themselves and how they represent themselves wrong. And when they re represent themselves wrong, it causes like all black people to be viewed as that one type which is annoying and people just just think that we're just oh we're black so we're not going to accomplish anything but in reality we can accomplish a lot so that's all i like want to add on so remember guys this is your podcast i'm just sitting here to press record and pause so you guys do the talking i'm just so listening this is man and there's a really fun story about him he turned, I think it was a hundred KKK members. Oh, really? And there was this one example when he was playing a song, and this basic man went up to him and he was like, "How can you play that song so well? I only heard white people play that song." So uh, I didn't know that. He proved him that black people can sing as white people. The other one that really kind of you know inspired me was when he was driving with this racist man. He got into a conversation with him. The racist man said that. All black people are vicious, or something like that. Right? Nice. And then he said, "I'm not vicious. I've never hurt a black before." And they said, "You're black. It's in your DNA. You'll soon hurt somebody." <sighs> so instead of arguing with him, he told the man, "Well, all white men are serial killers." He was like, "I've never killed anybody." He said that you will because it's in your DNA. He's like, "Who so?" He named ten top ten serial killers. And then he was, then he said, "Just because I'm white doesn't mean I'll be a serial killer." He said, "Just because I'm black." After that, he called him, he turned in his KKK uniform, and 
just never races again. That's such, I got chills, like, thinking about that story. That's such a, what a deep story. That's, yeah. The way conversations like that changes, changes instead of arguing with the other person because when you yeah. argue you're both close-minded and you're not hearing what mm-hmm. the other person says communication is the best try to step in their shoes and right. it so they can hear what you say that's why people say stay woke and listen don't talk stay woke and listen i like that i'm learning so much from you guys Okay, so the next question is, what impact do students believe that Black Lives Matter has on American society? What the impact I think it goes to American society, it allows people to like know that we're we matter and stuff like that. So because with all these protests and stuff like that, people are trying to gang up to find a way for us to like do equality and all of that. And I believe if we can like continue to do peaceful protesting, finding ways to like communicate with society and all of that we can at least try to make our society bit better and have better school better stuff better stuff and we can communicate with other people i have one negative impact from black lives okay so racist white people are just basically homes themselves on the anyone can be racist right yeah. so a lot of tend to follow the trend, right? Okay. So, example is that you know, back in the early 2000s in Disney Channel, you know how the girls, how they had like straight hair and they had like ruffles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, straight hair was a trend. And then, somewhere around 2010s, around that type of year, you know how afros started coming out and then black hair started yeah. coming out and And now you see white people with big eyelashes, braids, long nails trying to represent to be black people or white. Dudes with ways of too bad. Yeah. Trying to be white people. It's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. When the majority is not getting the attention that they want, they try to act like a minority to get the attention. So when Black Lives Matter came out, white people came out with all lives matter. And yeah. I felt that was just so wrong because we're saying Black Lives Matter too. Because we know your lives matter. Because right. every day is proving that your lives matter. And the one thing I get so mad about is that they say that they have, they, they dealt with racism before. I don't think a white person has dealt with actual racism. And they say we're not back in the 90s or 80s. And it's like, it still stays with us. The thought and the representation. Yeah. You know, when black people outside, they have rules to follow. Yeah. Not sagging your pants, no do-rags, don't put your hands in your pockets, stuff like that. Black girls have to follow that stuff. Black girls have to prove that they're intelligent every day because when we go out and we speak, people automatically assume we're idiot, ghetto, arrogant, loud, and it's that, and it's better. Yeah. Not all black girls are like that, but they try to act like us so they can get that attention. Then they want to protest because they want to get that attention because they say that they get called Yeah. No. Yeah. Hearing what you're saying, actually, because I like had started doing this research and I have in front of me um, because I wanted to make sure that, you know, because this is such a heavy topic, um, even like going back, like you guys are saying, like back in the 1950s, um, there was this young boy, he was 14 and he was murdered because he was talking to a white man's son, uh, uh, wife, and his name was uh, Emmett Till, uh, Roy, uh, Roy Bryant, and J.W. Milham uh, kidnapped and brutally murdered Emmett Till, uh, and he was allegedly murdered for speaking with a white woman, Carol- Carolyn Bryant, uh, Roy Bryant's wife. Uh, this increased the awareness and activism related to racial equality, but both men were acquitted. So, just to, I mean, this is going back to the 1950s, so you can't tell me that racism isn't a thing. One thing, you know how people say that, like, 
Oh, the Karens. you have amanda is like really impressive and it's like really eye-opening because a lot of these things i don't even know and what i wanted to say about the black lives matter movement is that um it has brought out the best and worst in humanity um we've seen riots happening all over the country but at the same time we've been seeing people united with each other um We've seen people of different races um, announcing that they stand with us as as black individuals fighting racism for this generations, and it, it's astounding that it's still going on. It it that just can't cross my mind. It's unbelievable. But what is like what really gets to me is that Black Lives Matter. Instead of becoming a movement, I see it now as a trend because you're on Instagram. All you're seeing is celebrities posting Black Lives Matter, and not to say that they don't stand with Black Lives Matter, but under their posts, you see um, millions of likes, millions of views, this and that. But if with the black squares, when everyone was posting the black squares, no one really cared about that. But if a celebrity does it, they get all this attention. So it's like, and even on um, TikTok, all over social media, it's just Black Lives Matter, but they're not really going to the root of the problem. It's just a trend, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I want it to stop, but I can't see it changing right now. I think the way to just, I don't think, I have to agree with you. Racism is never going to end because you can't force people to like what they want to like and force mm-hmm. people to not like what they don't want to like. I think the way to just end it is to mind your business. That Whoa, she got real loud. <laughs> because the way I see it, I told this basic white dude, I was like, if you look a black person, that's fine. If you see a black person walking past you, just go the other way. I doubt that they'll cross their mind ever again. If it's work, you see a black person as a customer, do what you have to do, Get give them your money, blah, 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 and just go back. Just mind business is all they have to do they want to jump into their conversations start drama if i don't like a person 
question question is black lives matter and other activists have brought attention to police brutality against people of color all right slow it down black lives matter and other activists have brought attention to police brutality against people of color actually that was something i was just laying in bed i was thinking about it i was thinking like cops like good records right all across the u.s i'm talking like Actual clean records, not like hidden records, right? Yeah. Clean records, they make a little organization, and those good cops would look over all the rest of the cops. So they would be like the high in command and would keep on going. If you have a clean record, you worked for 20 plus years, you join the organization, you see another police brutality crime happen. Because a lot of times, 10 out of 10, when a cop does something bad, his, because of course, going to make friends, you know, with his um, you know, his workers, they're gonna cover up for him. So that's not, you know, a fair thing because cops are not supposed to work on investigations mm. when it's family members or friends involved. But when it's cops, it's difficult because the cops have to handle the cops. Right. So if an organization for a good cop, perfect record, all over the U.S. is that the FBI handling it? They will handle that stuff. But there, there are also the cops. Yeah, but there also needs to be some kind of a because, like, if you think about it, when you get into a higher position, that power goes to your head, and it's easy to get corrupted. It's yeah. easy to get corrupted like that from being in a higher position because it doesn't the power get to you. So I feel, like, like, yeah, I feel like it should be like really harsh, harsh punishment if you get caught. Not, not taking your badge away or you know losing your job. You need to get locked. Like locked. Like I feel like if you actually feel corrupt and you actually you know, um cover up crimes that you weren't supposed to cover up, I feel like that should take life in jail, like, really big stakes they wouldn't even think twice about it. So, I have a question for y'all since y'all was talking about this, because it relates to this. So, how does um police brutality and police killing, what, how, why does it continue? But, before we what? start, but, but, yeah. but, before we start, I got two people who have been so quiet during this whole entire thing, I would like to hear your opinions too. Don't be sitting here and writing on the other three for, uh, so you guys gotta talk too. I'm just here to listen, not you guys. So, yeah, no, now Isaiah's like, okay, wait a minute, I gotta pay attention. Is this how you act in class? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. We can all testify to that. Yeah. All right, go. So why does police brutality and police killing continues? I honestly feel the most police officers don't have, like, isn't taught, like, the required training. Like, because you can just take a test and become, like, a police officer, like, automatically. And basically, they just give you a gun, a car, and you can just do whatever you want on the street. Like, well, like, any proper training or, like, any type of, like, discipline, like, they don't really cover anything or anything that you're supposed to do. Like, they just send you out 
and with that prejudiceness and racism, like however like that person feels towards like another person, mm-hmm. like they can do whatever they want. And like I said, like they said, <laughs> yeah, they, they can basically like just cover up for them, like they're like their friends, like other law enforcement officers. So it it goes back to that conversation of reform, like the defund reform. Wait, no, I, can I, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, um, when he was talking about how police officers are choosing just take a test and all that, um, I seen this post on Instagram before. It was like, Instagram is not violent. I know. <laughs> Listen to her, she's like, I'm gonna fact check you right now. Anywho, so it was like comparing how um, our uh, police officers are chosen. Okay. So like here, I think it was it was like a long time ago. I think it was you take a test and get two weeks of training or something like that, and then it like it listed um, all the problems going on, and then somewhere else I forgot which state or something like that, and it was like. I know that there's some states that actually require the police to have license. Yeah. Uh, it's not all states, but I think that states should require all officers to actually have a license. Yeah, that, I think like they need to like find some way, not find some way, because they have a way, they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. To actually choose police officers carefully, carefully, instead of just, oh, take this test, you know, be training, and then you're hired. No. That's not how it should be. You never really know how yeah. a person is or, you know, how psychotic he is or she is. So I could be doing this this um podcast with you guys, but I could be thinking about killing you all. <laughs> and you guys would never know. You guys would literally never know. Yeah. I signed up for this program, didn't I? Yeah, I have I have my family's, you know, emergency contact. I have everything. I know, you know, my hobbies, what I like to do. I know I like to, you know, do art and stuff like that. I can sing. But I don't know what I'm thinking. I couldn't think of the top of your head, though. So you never really know who a person really is. Like, True. you know how you said that. No, I think it's, I don't know who said it, but somebody in this podcast said, um, um, you, they want, I mean, you want that. I mean, you wish they had, they, you know, they had a better way of choosing yeah. their cops or anything or having a, a group of, you know, good cops or whatever over yeah. other cops, you never really know. Like, everybody, you could be a, a, the boss or something. You could be the principal, but everybody has their own boss. No matter what you do in life, you have a boss. <clears throat> so what do you think about, like, them having, like, I want to say, like, that's, that's not the right word, but, like, psychological check-ins, like, every yeah, six like, Oh, it's social power. It's hard to understand because social power is known for like hiding your personality. Yeah. And the way she answered, I thought it was really scary. So, I made that double mistake. Yeah, let's back up for everybody. So, Blessing, what do you think? You're real quiet back there. I'm about to say something. Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> what you think, Bless? Um, I don't have anything to say every quiet. What you got, girl? Um, honestly, it's gonna keep happening, let's be honest. Um, I've seen serial killers, I've seen police officers. They seem like the nicest people you've ever met. They seem like regular people. And then they kill people. And then there are, like, police brutality. Let's be honest, it's never gonna end. It's white privilege. You see the way they treat white people that they arrest versus how they treat black people. There's no end to police brutality, honestly. It's gonna be there forever. I remember I was watching this video, because I like watching a lot of police cam videos. So, there was this old white lady, and she was in her car, and she was speeding, so she got pulled over. The cop said, ma'am, you're speeding. So, she tried, she's like, can you give me a license? He puts his hand through the window, she puts the window up, so he's forced to put his hand down. Then she starts driving, he says, go back in the car, Chase this white lady down. She's speeding through all these highways, breaking many violations. And then she finally stopped on the side of the street, checked her tag in. 
He ends up tasing her. And he ends up picking her up carefully, sitting her in the car, throwing the handcuffs on her wrist carefully, and then the EMT. And everyone in the comments were saying, if that was a black person, I would have went down there. Yeah. So the last question is, is one common mis- misconception about Black Lives Matter movement is that is there's, I mean, leader, leaderness. That it's leaderless. Can you repeat that? All right. Sorry, I, I messed up the question. So is one misconception about Black Lives Matter movement is that it is leaderless? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we have all these things, but we don't have like a, you know, a consistent leader. So like same thing with Martin Luther King, Grandma told the story all the time when they were about to riot because you know he burned his house down. They started getting angry. Martin Luther King calmed them down because they knew if they fought back, it was gonna be worse than good for them. Because our society, the society is a very closed-minded type of people. If we make one error as a community, try to protest, that's on our butts because it's the only clip. We're over and over again. This is how they show, trust me, they don't show you the pics of the um, police spraying, spraying everyone with hoses or them beating black people for innocent 
Or even you treat you view us as animals, you treat us as animals, took us from our homes to bring us to places we never asked for. And then you treat us like what we're supposed to just listen to? No, it doesn't work like that. It's a problem. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, that's why we need to
he acts laughing and black. He doesn't switch it up for nobody. <laughs> and those kids looked at him like he was like he told them straight up he's not a threat. This is just how he talks. That's just how he is. That's so how he grew was up. Right. That's how he grew up. Yeah. And he said that he wasn't switching up just for no white chicks. Wait, it's a white. Why would I change you? If I like me the way I am, I'm going to stay yeah. the way I am. I know, but you know, it's not all about you know racist white people. Some white people are really they're like, really cool. Like, they're they cool. Yeah. Like yeah. they nice. They really like know. How to you know love through the years, whether it's black, white, purple, blue, it don't matter. Yeah, like, like, I, I love you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had this friend, her name is Sonia, and I met her in one of my acting classes. And that's one of the nicest white people I ever met, bro. Yeah. I love her. But yeah, um, yeah, not all white people are racist. I just want to cover that too, because yeah. it's all black lives matter, um, white people, white cops killing black people, blah blah. It's not always, I, black. yeah, yeah, like, so, like, so yeah. I mean, like, you know how they always like group us as. watching all of this i love it um but what i wanted to include is that this all comes down to government um equity versus equality like i've recently learned about that and it's crazy how i didn't know the difference until now like a college freshman just knowing about equity um so what i want to point out is equality is giving everyone the same opportunity while equity is providing people with the opportunity to be on the same level as other individuals. So as, for example, a white person, you'd have more opportunities naturally given to you. As a black person, um, let's say you reside in an inner city community, obviously you don't have the same resources. So equity would be 
giving you those resources to get you to the same position as that white person who's in the same age range, same everything as you. Um, so that all ties down to the government, the way how they institute their laws and rules. I believe that if the government ins institutes something that allows equity to be prominent, then these issues would not be such a problem and we wouldn't be fighting so much racism to the state. So that's a thought-provoking question that I want to leave with you guys today. That's true. Go ahead. Did I cut her off? No. Oh, she muted herself? Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. So, we're going to wrap up part one because we can obviously, everybody's super passionate and I love the passion that's coming out of this conversation. Um, so what we like to do for our first time guests is what we do is we leave with final thoughts. Uh, Marcus, what would you leave for final thoughts for our listeners? My final thoughts are we're still looking for more people for us to podcast. It was a great experience having more guests and everything. But we still want more people to like express how they feel about different topics we're discussing about or give us ideas on things that you want us to talk about and everything and just stay tuned. Final thoughts? Oh, man. <laughs> well, what do you think about what would you like to say to our listeners about the topic or you know, just in general about well, life? Well, honestly I was gonna say like Black Lives Matter movement. Like people that are still confused about life matters and Black Lives Matter are still not saying that your life don't matter. Like whenever we say Black Lives Matter is not a protest to your protest. Like that's not how it is. It's just recognizing that Black Lives Matter at this moment rather than as just well. white yeah, Not at this moment. As I'm, as yeah. It's alright. We we understood what you were saying. Yeah. So just knowing that difference. That's okay. Nice. Last moment, last minute thoughts are just quick and easy. Not, not, not a, uh, what is it? Uh, like a, like a novella. Oh, I see. Um, Black Lives Matter. Okay. No. Wait, wait. Amanda, you um, go. No. My name is Amanda, and I believe in minding your business. Oh, good. That's all. <laughs> All right, you should go ahead. Just final thoughts. What did you think about the episode? What do you want to say to our listeners? Anything. Do you want to say anything like... About part two. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> and I should become like your most favorite, because you know. I'm always favorite. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Blessing. Um. Alright, Bray. Uh, um, like she said, um, uh, Alright. Her... Mind your business! Ah! <laughs> Carissa, Carissa, go ahead. Carissa, Carissa, give us your uh, final thoughts. Okay, um, what I'm about to say might sound crazy, but initially when I first heard about the Black Lives Matter movement, I didn't really understand because I was a kid at that time. But now hearing it resurface, I understand what it really means and Black Lives really do matter. So, and you're not too young or you're not too old to just stand up for what you believe in. So if you see injustice taking place, say something and do something about it. You're straight. Blessing, you have something now? I love you all. All right. Have a good night. Hey guys, like you know, put in the comments or whatever to like make something to make blessings talk more. You know, like uh, we need something uh, more. And then, all right. So my final thoughts are kind of picking back off of uh, Carissa is that uh, definitely about injustice. You know, you guys don't realize how much power you do have over your voices. Your voices matter. So you know people pursues because good people stand by so say what you feel do what you say um and 
you know, I really enjoy talking and listening. Um, thank you guys, as always. And stay tuned for part two. Hopefully my guests will return. And um, again, thank you guys so much. And stay tuned for episode seven, because I forget what episode we're on. And all right, everybody, we'll see you again for another episode.